from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Hanging out here with you on the char- inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios, 3150 Erie Boulevard East in Syracuse, New York. Always happy to be here hanging out with you inside of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. And, of course, you're watching on Facebook Live on Facebook.com backslash live now dt so welcome into the show for those of you that are just jumping on and for those of you that have been with us welcome back from the fast break and hearing from these fantastic companies inside of central and upstate new york speaking of fantastic there's a coach that has been absolutely tremendous when he's been at syracuse he was one of the strong players on the team when he left syracuse he found success around the country and most recently with dayton before he came back home to Syracuse, New York, a home away from home for Alan Griffin, who's with us right now. And Alan and I have uh, have kept a uh, strong relationship here really since he came back to Syracuse, and it's been an honor and a privilege. So with that being said, I bring him back to the show as somebody that's uh, always chilling and, and having a good time and, and, uh, and referred to, I call him Griff, Blackwell calls him Milk Dud, but he calls him Snackwell, so I guess he gets him back in that case. Griff, how are we doing today? Doing great, doing great, Dan. Appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Hey, now, have you gotten in touch with Mr. Blackwell? I know he had a uh, a tough out here for the Liverpool team in the community. Have you have you kept in touch with him? You know what? Not seeing that he lost, so you know, obviously, you know, you give give guys their room. And I seen I seen him over the weekend though, yeah. but we didn't talk. We didn't talk about it. You know, I almost ignored it, like it didn't happen. You know? Yeah. And just what can, what can you say about, I mean, his ability and what he's been? I mean, he's it's very interesting and it's unique to look at any team around the country and see all alumni as the assistant coaches and the head coach being an alum as well with you and Jerry as well as, well as Adrian and, and obviously Jim Beheim, And then also an extension of that, the Ryan Blackwell is in the community and he's a former player and here he is with Liverpool how exciting is that for you that, you know, you guys are from all over the place and, and you know, outside of, outside of, I mean, some players obviously that are from this area, that stay in this area, like Adele Shackelford, who was just with us, but a lot of you weren't born here, yet you all end up here and end up together. What does that mean to you and what's that like to have friends, especially like uh, how close you are with Ryan Blackwell, right around the corner? You know what, that's what basketball does is, you know, it's, you know, they say it's the, you know, sports in general, excuse me, is a universal, universal language. Um, and, and it's, uh, it's a situation where it brings all people from all walks of life together. And, and, and then when you, when you do come together, you form these bonds and, and, and some, uh, are better than the others, but you still have a, a bond. And, you know, me being with Blackwell for three years in college, you know, we've been ups and downs and, you know, uh, Dependent on each other for so many things, uh, it's like a brotherhood, and um, it, it's been awesome to be back and, and 
you know, be around him as much as I can because, you know, me coming back here, he's, he's helped my transition more so than anybody because of that bond we built when we were in the school, when we were in college together. So, um, it's just an amazing deal. And, and, and black is so much, um, uh, respected in the community. And, um, he is, uh, probably one of the best guys to I've ever met in my life. And, and I appreciate our friendship and, and bond that we, we share. And here with Alan Griffin this morning, a former Syracuse player and current assistant coach on the team, and, and having those bonds and having those connections, how how are your bonds with with Adrian and with Jerry? How would you describe how you connect with them? And because I mean, yeah, I've seen each of you as Jim is coaching. You know, each of you have have become in your own way uh, a coach. That, I mean, you're an assistant, obviously, on the team, but I've seen some head coaching moments from you where, you know, one of you guys will get up and, and you'll start to talk and you'll start to direct and you're standing on the sideline now and whatnot. Do, what can you say about that dynamic of how you all maybe play off each other and what the relationship is like to have coaches that could be head coaches someday? Yeah, it's funny, you know, like you, you have, you know, three, you have two other siblings. I'm the middle child. So I, I have the middle child syndrome, you know, <laughs> uh, with, with, with Adrian and Jerry being, Adrian being the oldest and obviously Jerry being the youngest out of the, the three. Um, the, the thing about it is, is Adrian in this business has been one of my closest friends. I talk to Adrian probably every day when I work that day or every other day. Um, so we, we have a great relationship and we feed off each other, but also too, you know, he's one of those guys that I call for advice regardless of, you know, if it's basketball or life, you know, he's one of the first phone calls I, I give out there because of, you know, our relationship and our friendship. And I just know like, he'll tell me the truth on what I need to hear and not what I want to hear. And, and I respect the fact that he, he'll, he's willing to tell me that regardless of if he thinks it's going to hurt my feelings or not. So, um, so we, we, we formed the bond and have a great relationship there. You know, obviously Jerry, um, knowing Jerry, you know, before he even stepped foot on Syracuse, um, uh, Syracuse campus, um, we, we formed a bond. We'll see each other out and, and we created a, a friendship and a relationship where, you know, we feed off each other and we throw ideas. It's, it's, it's like my office is first. Um, you know, obviously coach's office, then mine, Adrian and, and Jerry's at the end. Uh, when, when we have these conversations or these thoughts in, in our minds, we just kind of bounce in each other's offices and, and, and just talk about regardless, you know, what's going on in your mind. So at the end of the day, I think we have a great staff that we feed off each other. And, and the most important part, the person that bring everything together, brought us all together is coach. And, and we have a great understanding for who coach is and what coach wants at particular moments. So it's, it's easier for us to relay that message to our guys outside of, you know, coach doing it. Uh, and, and, and I think that's what makes everything work for us. There's, there's no, uh, you know, one person trying to be better than the other. It's just that we feed off each other. And, you know, sometimes we'll sit there and, and you know, during the game and Adrian will be going crazy for whatever reason. And, you know, me and Jerry will look at each other and, and one of us will be like, hey, Hey, Red, what's going on? You know, it's just one of those things. It is, it is vice versa. You know, they'll look at me and say, Hey, Chris, what, you know, and, and, and Jerry, you know, Jerry, Jerry. So, you know, again, we, uh, you know, we feed off each other. We, we respect one another. And I think that's why it works so much. 
Speaking here with Alan Griffin, a former Syracuse player and a current assistant coach on the team, how would you describe the personality dynamic between you, Adrian, and Jerry? Uh, you know, personality-wise, I think I think Adrian is more vocal and 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 and, and to the point. Um, I think Jerry is very. I say Jerry is, you know. Vocal, but not as vocal, but, you know, confident in what he does. And, and I think I'm the, you know, I'm the, I'm the quiet one. Like, I'm, you know, I'm more of a shy one and, and, and I wait for my opportunities to speak. Sometimes I need to be a little bit more, you know, vocal in, in certain situations. But, um, if anything, I think that's how the personalities work on our staff. And, and you know what? Again, we all respect each other and, and, and each other ways of, uh, of coaching and, Again, that's how it works, man. That's how, that's what makes it unique and what makes it great for us. And you have the bigs, you know, obviously in your room, uh, Barama Sidibe as well as uh, Jesse Edwards and, and Marek to, to some extent. What can you say about, you know, what you've seen from the guys underneath the basket and how they've handled it, how they've how they've uh, gone gone with the fact this season of of trying to excel, Barama trying to build some leadership as one of the vets on the team, Marek one of the vets on the team, and then Jesse coming in and just shy of seven foot trying to find his place and his moments when he gets a chance. I think these guys have been giving us their all. Uh, I think. Um, you know, you would like for it to be a little bit better just with some of the success that teams have, some of the success that teams are having, uh, inside against us. But, uh, for the most part, our guys are battling and, uh, you know, and getting better. Um, uh, we just gotta, you know, be a little bit more physical. Um, uh, and, and if we're a little bit more physical, uh, I think we would be a little bit different inside. But again, you know, teams, it, it, you know, teams are doing so many different things now and, and having different ways to, you know, attack the zone. And, um, you know, we're just trying to make our daily adjustments and, and do what we could do to, you know, stop certain guys from being as comfortable as, as they are. So, I mean, it's a, it's a work in progress. But, you know, again, like our guys come to work every day. They work their tails off. And, you know, I'll go to war with these guys any day. How do you assess the season so far as we speak here with the team, you know, having a 15 and 12 record? This is game day. You're playing at Pittsburgh. You're eight and eight in the conference, 11 and six at home, four and six away from the dome. What, what's been your overall assessment at this point? Eight, to be honest with you, it, we we hit a point where it could have went south, and it was going south fast. But um, I think our guys are relentless. Uh, our guys, uh, they they battle back to making themselves a lot relevant uh, in, in the discussion of uh, being one of the top, you know, mid teams in in the eight. I mean, in ACC. So uh, our guys have been. You know, battle tested. I mean, it's just one of those things where, you know, at times our youth gets us. I mean, we've been in so many close games where it could have went the other way and everybody looking at this team like, holy cow, these, these young guys, you know, they got it. I mean, but in all these games and every game that we play, regardless of the outcome, as a staff, we've seen some really good things and, and some things to look forward to in the future, especially having a young team. So, I mean, at that point, that's what you can look for in, 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 in your team and, and kind of go forward. You said that it was going south at one point and it was going south fast. 
What stopped the bleeding, in your opinion? I think our guys just got fed up and got, just got tired. And, and you know what? What they did was um, they started to understand what this team needed to do in order to win basketball games. Um, and, and we had to figure out our identity and, 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 and what that was. And you know what? Uh, you know, and, and as, as a staff, you know, coming back from Italy, you know, you had a kind of perception of what you think it could be. But then when you had scouting and, and all types of stuff, you know, that college basketball adds to it. Now you're sitting there saying, okay, I thought that this was it, but we got to, you know, do it a little bit, di- a little bit different than what I thought. And, and, you know, the one thing that, you know, coach did was, is that he figured that out and, you know, he brought him to the drawing board and, and our guys, you know, followed his lead and, you know, we went on that, 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 that win streak, especially at the start of the conference way. And, um, and, and we took some bumps and bruises there lately, but for the most part, our guys have been doing what they had to. That coming from Alan Griffin here this morning on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Alan, uh, we have a, a segment here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora called The Winning Drive, proudly presented by Honda City of Liverpool. What is the winning drive? A two part here. What is the winning drive against Pittsburgh at the Pete tonight? And then what's the winning drive in, in finishing this season? I think, uh, one, the winning drive um, against um, Pittsburgh is, is, is first and foremost, you know, not giving them easy baskets, making them see a set defense, uh, and, and, and containing the dribble penetration. Um, I, I, I think the two imperative things for us is, is, is those two things, transition defense and and, um, and stop and dribble penetration. If we can do both those things, uh, we'll, we'll set ourselves up for winning. And then as far as, as the rest of the season here goes for you, what's the winning drive here? You're 15 and 12. You have, you know, you have just, just a few games left before the ACC tournament, only four games left, three of those are on the road. What's the winning drive as you get set for Greensboro right after? Uh, you know, it's, it's just a finishing strong. Just take it one game at a time. To be honest with you, each game is going to pose, uh, it's diff- you know, it's different challenges and, uh, you know, it's just, uh, just taking it one game at a time and, 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 uh, you know, playing our style of basketball. When you take it one game at a time and you see the games that are set ahead of you, how strange has it been this season that the ACC has been really all over the place. I mean, we're seeing North Carolina be in a, in a totally different universe. Not even, it's like going from being Mercury to Pluto. It's not even close to, you know, as far as, you know, the closeness to the sun and whatnot of what we're seeing here. I mean, Duke is obviously being Duke, but not, not as high as Florida State and Louisville. Uh, Virginia is right there. They have 11 games in the conference. But we look at North Carolina at the bottom. Pittsburgh's toward the bottom. Miami, who's had some good moments, they're toward the bottom. Virginia Tech was up high. Now they've fallen. Boston College has fallen. Clemson's right there somewhere in the middle. NC State's somewhere in the middle, but they both have quality victories. I mean, there are there are just four teams out of 15 with a winning record in the ACC this season for men's basketball. What does that say to you? How do you assess the situation of the ACC this year? Yeah, I think that given the ACC a, a 
to be honest with you, a bad rap, uh, so to speak, because like if you look at the the the, the, the bottom of the league, so to speak, um, it's it's competitive. Like it, 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 it's probably as competitive this year as it's been in previous years, uh, in terms of you know like teams like you know that's in the, in the bottom half of the league. Like last night, Duke losing to Wake Forest. Uh, Wake Forest, like you know, like it, 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 people are looking at it like. You know, it's just, you know, the, 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 the three or four teams that's at the top is just the, the reason why the league is what it, what it is. But for the most part, it is that the, you can lose to anybody in this league if you don't bring it. Not to say that about any other league. And, and I think that they're not giving enough credit to the guy that the, you know, the, the, the lower half of the league being as competitive as it is. Um, so, um, Again, you know, it, it, you know, Florida State is Florida State. You know, Louisville is Louisville. You know, um, and, and Duke is Duke. You know, and, it, and if you think about, you know, NC State is playing well, and, and, and the reason why I think all those teams are playing well, for the most part, you know, you know, aside of Duke is, is that they're older teams. Like, you know, they're not dependent on freshmen. You know, like a lot, like mid our mid to bottom of uh, of the league, and and um, when you think when you think about it, um, it's, it's 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 just one of those things where every league goes through it every once in a while, and it is just our league that's going through it. But at the same time, the bottom of the league is more competitive than I would say. The bottom of the ACC is more competitive than any other league in in the country, in, in any league in the country right now. So, um, you know, and, and and I would say that's just what it is and that's just the year it's, just, it's a crazy year but uh it, it happens you know and it's gonna happen more and to your point really quick here alan i mean when we look at the top of the acc being florida state and duke and louisville all ranked in the top 11 in the country when we look at those three teams, they've all taken lot to the, not not all of them to all these teams, but amidst the top three teams of the ACC, they have fallen to the likes of Clemson, NC State, Pittsburgh, Georgia Tech. So, I mean, to to your point, the best of the best in the ACC that are ranked in the top eleven, top ten in the country have lost to the bottom and the middle of the ACC. Right, and people looking at it like, well, the top of the top is not as good, and that's not the truth. Is the bottom of the league is really strong and really and, and good, you know? If you know if they can keep, you know, those teams together and 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 and, and have good summers, like coming back next year, those teams would be really good, and then the league would be back to everybody saying, "Oh, the ACC needs to get ten or eleven teams there." It's just. <laughs> it's just not it's just not giving enough credit to those guys which is unfortunate that coming here from alan griffin this morning on wake up call with dan tortora letting you know what's going on the winning drive for the rest of the season the winning drive for this game against pittsburgh and of course what's going on inside of the acc alan as always i appreciate your time especially on a game day and I wish you all the best out there at the Pete, and obviously travel home safely. And, and I know you got a big time game coming up this weekend because it's the last home game of the regular season, and John Wallace's jersey's getting retired. So, any uh, any thoughts on on John Wallace? And, and is it is it a finally, in your opinion, is it a why didn't they do this sooner type of thing? You know, first, you know, every game is big time for us. We need every game. You know, it's just one of those things. But you know, secondly, John. Yeah, it, you know, it, it, things 
you know, take time. And I think, you know, John has been one of the greatest players to ever play at Syracuse and deservingly, you know, his jersey should go in the Raptors. Uh, should have been a couple of years earlier. Yeah, man, we can all say that, but at the end of the day, he's getting up there on Saturday, uh, and, and there's much respect to him and, and what he's done. And, the, you know, he paid the way for a guy like me to come to Syracuse and make it cool for me to come to Syracuse. Um, I was at the Final Four in, in, uh, in New Jersey when they made that crazy run. Um, and, um, there was no turning back for me thinking, you know, I was like, listen, I'm, that's why I'm going. I want to go there because of that. I was at the Georgetown game as a, a junior when they played against Allen Iverson in front of 30-something thousand. Uh, and John went crazy in that game. And, and, and it was just, uh, a, one of those things where it, it, it you know, it, it's a beautiful thing and, and John deserves it and, and, and there's much respect to him. Uh, coming here from Alan Griffin. Alan, as always, I appreciate your time. And once again, my best to you and the team tonight. Hopefully uh, good things here for Central and Upstate New York, and I look forward to talking with you soon. All right, bro. Thanks. All right, take care.